Hi, I'm Yuval Brisker, and this is a jolt of Uvelocity. Edition 2022. I'm here with Jay Sailing, my producer. How's it going, Jay? Doing great, thanks. I'm excited to be back speaking with you. Yes, another episode of the old Uvelocity. This time, what are we talking about? So today, I would like to pick your brain on business management style. And it's a loaded topic, but I would like to start by getting your view on business management style in general, some do's and don'ts, and how you like to go about that topic. The style of management is the style of you. <laughs> I mean, it is a reflection of who you are. So whether you're a control freak or a delegator or a minutia looker or a, you know, relaxed, laid back, whether you're paranoid, <laughs> whether you're overly confident or not, or the opposite, it's very personal. Like, But those are the elements, right? So you got to think about what are the elements of management style and see what fits you and Chances are, are, are that it fits you. And, you know, it's kind of a recurring theme for me. I think it's all about doing something that feels sincere. I'm not a power person for, I'm not a manipulator per se. I don't like the idea. I'm probably not really even that good at it. Definitely from a premeditated point of view. I'm sure everybody has their manipulatory characteristics, but but I'm not into that. I mean, even if I have it, some of it, it's not the thing that I'm actually looking for. Bottom line is, in my case, it can come from a place of wanting to control or power, per se. But it is about advancing your vision, because that's the core of the concept of management, right? Leadership, for sure, is that you're, you have a vision and you want to pursue your vision. And if other people want to pursue that vision with you... <laughs> If other want to, other people want to pursue your vision with you, they need to basically accept your vision and accept your style, and or not. And then they, if that doesn't fit them, they they can leave. Or if you're not doing a good job to manage people and and motivate them and so on and so forth, then you're probably not going to be successful. So I mean, one of those things. There's always a negative outcome that could happen somewhere. You know, probably there's more of those than there are positive outcomes. From the point of view of pure style, I've become all about delegation and really trying to focus on the things that I really like to do and what I think I'm good at, but really also, you know, cultivating other leaders to bring their best person to the work and, and in that context to bring their most ambitious and independent and creative and thoughtful and also, you know, disciplined. So these are all, you know, components of style. I'm more into like saying you can bring all those if they come from a positive place and you pursue results, then my style is all about giving, empowering other people. Yeah. One term that I've become really interested in is this term intrapreneur. And so you almost become <clears throat> an entrepreneur within your own business. And I think it takes a leader who allows you to express yourself and use creativity to really flourish in that role. So I echo what you're saying when it comes to, you know, hands off and yet very focused. I think it's about saying this is the vision 
And this is the strategy and hiring the right people. And then, you know, management should be easy. You know, of course, it's never easy because you're always dealing with issues and problems, but, and you're solving them at every level, right? But ultimately, my view of it in its macro view is personally, I'm interested in cultivation and in giving people like a platform to realize themselves and letting them be creative and entrepreneurial. Yeah, inside the company, self-starters. You know, it's a famous job description. <laughs> At the top of every job description. <laughs> right, self-starter. So, you know, what does that actually mean? It really, like you said, it's like being an entrepreneur and somebody who basically is inside the company and doing entrepreneurial things, things that they may have never, never done before or things they don't know how to do, but things that they want to do. And they want to take a risk or I'm willing to take risks on people, actually. At least for some people and the people that I'm hoping to attract, their happiness will come through that self-realization. Yeah. And so I want to provide as much of that as I can. So those are the elements of my style. And, you know, I'm not perfect, as I always say. I'm not perfect. And thus, I also do things that are more patterns from the past, too. Like be much more demanding, pushy sometimes unnecessarily detail-oriented, but not always, you know, fulfilling my own instructions. <laughs> but we're human. So I give myself, I've learned to give myself a break and say the role of every generation of parenting and leadership and management is always to embed the next generation. You do something because you want to make something better, which means that you yourself are good enough <laughs> you know what i'm saying yeah the very essence of that is that you are creating something that's better than you and thus you're like the flawed one and yet you get to talk about what you <laughs> what you want to create so i mean it's a very interesting little cycle but ultimately that's the goal the goal is to create a platform for you know embetterment and freedom and productivity and results ultimately results yeah. So now I kind of want to get into the evolution of your management style. So you've built and been the leader of multiple companies at this point, and I'm sure you've kind of witnessed yourself mature or evolve as a leader over time. As that relates to business management, what are some ways you've seen yourself evolve? As for me personally, I think I touched on it in the previous question to say that I was much more hands-on and I would say controlling in my previous incarnations as a CEO, I was much more like sometimes overly controlling and really focused on making sure that everything was working according to the way I thought it should be. And, you know, it's pretty exhausting. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure. And then I realized, well, first thing I sold that company, right? And that was my first really big success. Part of it was just, you're willing something to be, right? That's part of the you know, if it's a found a company you founded, I'm, I can only talk about companies I founded. So you're willing something to be. Now for us, right, Alvier is a, is a fact of life. But there was a point when it didn't exist. And I willed it to be. And now we have a job, 140 of us. And so that essence, that root of willing something to be, and then you want it to succeed. Because you don't want something that you created to die. <laughs> then at least in the first incarnation, when you don't know what you're doing, 
other than your will, you don't, you're learning as you go, then you want to control everything because, you know, you want to make sure that everything's working right. And you you can only trust yourself because you're the one who has everything on the line. So that's how I was in my first, you know, incarnation as a CEO, very, very controlling and freaked out some of the time <laughs> and super aggressive. So I didn't want to be that CEO again. Now, I'm not saying that I'm not, I don't have insistent ideas and things that I want to see executed, but I really try to keep my hands off as much as I can. And some things I do better than others, but I really think it's about giving people space to do. And also it makes my life easier and I'm less exhausted because it was very exhausting to look after every detail and freak out when things didn't work out exactly as you wanted it. Now, do I want to completely let go of the reins? Of course not. But that's the balance here. And I've learned a lot more to be balanced. Of course, I'm surrounded by really good people. And so that really helps a lot. So I would say it's all about the people around you. And if you have good people, then you have to trust them. And then trusting them means you learn how to delegate. Because number one, you can't do all the work. Like I said, you can't. You're just going to be exhausted. And we, exhausted usually also means that you're not operating at your best capabilities. So it's a very interesting kind of mix. And it all leads to the biggest changes that I've seen in my own behavior over the last 10 years has been sort of slowly releasing the control. And even here, you know, in the, in the beginning and the previous incarnation place, I was a lot more, you know, intensely in control. And I'm not now. I want things to work out. That's for sure. So I'll do what I need to. But I, my recommendation is relax, but focus and take it easy because it's the road is long and you can't assume you're going to be exiting tomorrow. You have to assume that it's a marathon truly and you have to pace yourself. So, so much for my management style. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I think it's, got to be challenging when you have a vision and you start to see it coming to life. But there's so many details that go into creating it that it must be hard to watch one thing not be exactly how you want, but then understand that you've built a team around you to execute on that vision and you have to trust their execution. So there's definitely a lot of learning, I'm sure, that goes into that. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a, you know, I say nobody was president of the United States before they were president of the United States. The CEOs are the same. Now, and CEOs are have a little bit easier because, you know, sometimes they get to be CEO twice or three times, very rarely, but three times, but twice, it's kind of expected. And so the second time around, which is my, I would say my, this is kind of my second and a half times around, I think you apply a lot of the learnings. Sometimes you apply the wrong learnings <laughs> too. You know, because so, what fit before doesn't fit now. I mean, you might be bringing the learnings from the very end of one thing to the very beginning of another. Even that's complicated. But you just have to be on your toes. You know, you have to kind of be your, your ear to the ground and try and figure out if it's working. People are being productive and happy. And if they're not, or they're complaining that it's a mess, <laughs> you know, if they're complaining that things are messy, something's not good. Something's not working. I don't want to say not good, just not working. And that's sometimes when you have to step in. And you hope that doesn't happen a lot. But it does, because that's part of the job of a manager, of a leader. I like to say leader more than manager, because manager sounds to me very bureaucratic. 
like a technical function. He's a manager. There's a difference between management and leadership. That's what people say. And I don't really believe that. I think that every at every level, you can be both a manager and a leader. That's kind of what I'm looking for. People who are managers and leaders, not just managers or just leaders. Leaders are harder to find, no doubt. Good ones. But if you can get a combination of the two, oh boy, you're in good shape. And I think I've had a lot of that in my life, like other people being able to be both managers and leaders. And most of them were positive. I can only wish it on others. But that's always the focus, right? Yeah. Hiring the right people. I think we get back to that exact answer on the majority of the topics we cover. So what I like to do at the end of every episode, I would like to pose the question of if you were across the table from a new CEO and he asked you some tips, tricks, guidelines, advice around business management, the topic of today's episode, what are some words that you'd share with him or her? Your number one focus needs to be hiring the right people around you and empowering them. And it sounds very trite and, you know, almost cliche, but that's because it's the truth. Of course, you could have a madman in the middle of the organization, you know, that's a different kind of organization. <laughs> but if the person in the middle is relatively, you know, is experienced, ambitious, you know, relatively decent, <laughs> and as we saw, we talked about, then the key component is the people you hire. And you're not always going to get it right, but focus on on that on making sure that there's a fit between you and the people that you hire and that they have the right credentials and then give them space. And, you know, I know that it's hard to do to new CEOs. I think it's almost impossible to do. I would say cut, cut yourself some breaks too, because people, a lot of people are going to say you're a control freak. <laughs> And that kind of come, comes with the job description of, of a new first-time CEO. So that's another angle on it. You know, on one hand, you try and surround yourself with good people. But on the other hand, also, you know, don't freak out when people say that you were a control freak because it kind of comes with the job. And I think that that's part of the caring and the sense of responsibility that you carry. So it's hard, I think, not to be overextended on that side. It's all also about a certain level of passion that you need to accept because you have to be passionate to do this, to start companies and to build them. You have to be passionate. Otherwise, there's so much negativity, right? So much negative energy flows your way. So many barriers, challenges, dead ends. But if you don't have passion and you don't have the persistence, then you know it's very hard to make to make it to the goal or even close. The number one thing I think to, to new CEOs is to say, focus on the people, make sure they understand the vision and strategy, and give yourself a break, too. <laughs> you know, don't be too hard on yourself if you are, you know, or if others are, actually, because what you're doing is hard and it's unique and it's a big responsibility, usually. New CEOs, take notes. And take it easy. And take it easy. All right. So with that, we are actually out of time. But as always, thanks for the conversation. And we will always be back. Always lovely talking. Yes. We'll be back next time with another Jolt of Uvelocity. Thanks very much for listening to A Jolt of Uvelocity, my podcast that will be published every month on the last Wednesday of every month 
on all the platforms and looking forward to seeing you again as we explore all the different things that Jay has in store for us. Thanks to Jay Sailing and see you soon. For more information, visit us at uvelocity.com where you can find transcripts of these podcasts and other articles and thoughts that you might find useful. uvelocity.com That's Y-U-V-A-L-O-C-I-T-Y dot com.